Oh my god, it's another episode of Loot Time. Here we are again with another episode, everybody. I know, we're just trucking right along. Moving forward. Now, I know when this episode comes out, it'll be uh, May 15th. Yep. And uh, you're probably all wondering, where the hell was this episode on May 1st? Where was it? It was disappeared. Actually, it was not recorded. We were going to try to record it, and then the birth of my son happened. And he's amazing, mm-hmm. but unfortunately we couldn't sit down and record. Completely understandable. Yes. So, we're going to fill your brains... With knowledge. With knowledge from uh, this month's uh, theme mm-hmm. of role models. Perfect. And there's a lot of role models to talk about, most yes. of them bad. Okay, probably every single franchise we talk about mm-hmm. is a role model that... You probably shouldn't have as a role model. Uh, could depend on the person. Maybe there's that those type of people there. Is like, I think what he does is good. Oh yeah. Did you, you have sir a role, are wrong? Did you have a role model growing up? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, you just didn't look after look. I like Batman. Batman. Batman was you just pretty wanted cool. to be like Batman. He was mysterious, and everyone was just like, yeah, yeah. Just you're helping people, but then you're in the shadows. I guess. Yeah. See, I like being fourth, fourth front. Like I like being out there. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I think I don't necessarily call them. Maybe call them role models, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. I think those guys were my role models. I just wanted to be like them. Now maybe it was more being a ninja and just kicking ass mm-hmm. than what they stood for. But I mean, I could have been definitely a Mikey. Yeah. I was a Mikey guy. I liked eating pizza, like joking around, like having fun, didn't really take anything seriously. Mm-hmm. But then I was kind of a Donnie guy too, kind of right. smart, like the science. Which one do you pull to the most? Yeah, like... I mean, I could have been a Leo. I was definitely uh, that leader of the group. So you got a little bit of everybody in you. A little bit of everyone. You. Raph, not so much. I mean, I he's like a, a rebellion yeah, type. Yeah, rebellion. I wasn't, I wasn't that badass guy so that Raph was. you got the three out of the four? Yeah, a little bit of three out of the four, maybe three and a half. Yeah. So I would say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was pretty a pretty bunch of guys that were my role models. Mm-hmm. You know, a group of people, if you will. I would have to say too, uh, growing up with the uh, early '90s X Men, uh, Wolverine. He was your role model. He I could see it in your a, face. Yeah. He was like just like the outcast, but he was like still a team player, and it was just. You know, he was just kind of like, you know, had that attitude. And as a kid, you just thought that that guy was, like, pretty badass, like, you know. You wanted to be like him? I was, yeah, I was him for Halloween. The yellow oh, nice. blue costume and everything with oh, the... Oh, old school. Yeah, old school. And the claws. Did you have three claws? Yeah. Yeah, I came with, like, the plastic claws The plastic and ones. Not the hardcore metal ones? No, no. Did they retract or were they just no, out? they were just permanently out. That's kind of sad. Bunch of stab a bunch of kids while you're, uh... Running around, just get plastic claws. That's like six or seven years old. Just dress up as Wolverine. Give me your candy. Like now, see, he could have been one of the more on the leaning on the bad side of role models because right. he was a smoker, drinker, didn't really give a shit about a lot of people. Right, just went off and did his own things, no matter what anyone said. Kind and, of. But you really can't call him an antihero. Not like the Punisher. I mean, no. he. I would think of him more as a hero. Than an anti-hero. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, now one of the one of the franchises, the Punisher, mm-hmm. um, he's that anti-hero realm. He, realm, yeah. Now I don't necessarily, I wouldn't call him a good role model because <laughs> you know when people when things go bad, blow shit up. He's the judge, jury, and executioner. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, if if your life got really messed up, would you go out and blow someone's head off for making your life crap? Well. Or would, you, or would you fight for justice? Would you be like, oh my god, my wife got killed, my family got killed by these bad guys. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna fight for for what's right and and go the correct way, go the daredevil way versus the I would, Punisher way. Uh, I would go. I would fight for justice, but I would I would look at ju- justice as something else. Where like. My point of view is my sense of justice is that this person doesn't walk again. Oh, yeah? And so, and this person's never going to hurt anyone else again. So my sense of justice is this guy's never going to get back up. Just like how in, like, season two of Daredevil, and he was, like, uh, he had, like, uh, just like in the comics, how he had Daredevil chained up against, like, the chimney. Yep, like, yep. He's like, look, this is how I do business. People this don't is, get back up. Yep, like, this is how I handle myself. And you can look at it at, yeah, being... You know, not necessarily the best role model, but mm-hmm. if you kind of look at how he's feeling, his mentality, how he is inside... He's not just killing random people. No, they're all bad They're people. all bad. But, I mean, it's kind of like the whole Batman side, too. So, you want to, you have Batman as a role model, mm-hmm. doesn't kill. Yep. You have Punisher, who does nothing but, but killing. kill. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a happy medium right. somewhere in the middle. Wolverine. No, Wolverine? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Not the new Wolverine. Not no. Logan. I don't know no, if Logan no, no. was your best uh, role model. Oh, God, no. Now, maybe uh, early Hugh Jackman Wolverine could be more of a role model. Yeah. But Logan role model? No. No. He, that he guy had was a pissed on, off attitude. He was off his meds, I think. Yeah. He, old well, man he was Logan. old man. Old Cranky. man Logan. Cranky. Yep. Just wanted to beat the crap out of everyone. Right. So... So throughout today, we're going to get into role models and, like I said, probably bad. Maybe it's a judgment call. Mm-hmm. Now, we want to also hear your thoughts, so make sure you check out our Loot Time podcast page. By the way, I did change our name of our podcast page. It's changed. Um, because, A, one person did have Loot Time already, so I think it was kind of getting confusing. Uh-huh. And two, I think adding the word podcast on the end of it kind of helps people kind of get involved a little bit more. They see Loot Time, they see our photos, eh, what are these guys? But mm-hmm. you see a Loot Time podcast, boom, you kind of, you know exactly what's going right. on. Now, I haven't changed our other social media yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are still at Loot Time. I am thinking about changing it over so people, once again, get the idea. But that mm-hmm. would cost me money reprinting a bunch of business cards. Right. You know, I spent all that time. Yeah. <laughs> Although I probably will have to redo it because we're also going to be changing our hosting service. Okay. Which will get us on more uh, platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably have to spend the money anyways and and, and do it. Or if we would like uh, people to, to comment on who they think their role model is and why. Their favorite baddie. Their favorite, favorite baddie. bad role model. Yeah. Yep. So you can check out our Facebook uh, Facebook page, Loot mm-hmm. Time Podcast. Now, actually, by the time these guys hear it, Unfortunately, it's it will be, be over. But it'll still be... It'll still be something you guys can look into. Now, uh, in the future, as long as you listen to our episode, you'll know that dun, we're going to be doing... I think I'm going to do this every month. Mm-hmm. Whatever the theme is, I'm going to pick some things, make a poll, 
do what week one, week two, uh, prize in the last one. There you three go. Three prizes. So we'll mm-hmm. give shit away all the time. Well, not all the time. Once a month. Once a month. To one lucky random winner. Do we do like, uh, like small, uh, gifts, like small prizes, and I then leads that's... up to the big. Well, right now I've we we give away. So right now the winner has been chosen. We mm-hmm. gave away January's uh, loot crate. Loot crate. The only reason I did that is because I had an extra one, mm-hmm. and I thought it was awesome with Rick and Morty and Westworld and X Files and Harry Potter in it. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be a kind of a cool starter. But yeah, mostly they're going to be small trinkets I got. Okay. Um, maybe I'll do a gift card for uh, Loot Crate one month. Mm-hmm. You know, just to spread it around, get people out there, get the word, experience, experience it, experience it. So eh? why don't we why don't we jump right in? Let's, so so like I it. said, the theme is role, role models. models. Um, question mark. If you look at the Loot Crate dot, website, dot, dot. it's like dot 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 question mark because they are they really role models. So <laughs> we're gonna be we're, the franchises we're gonna delve into today mm-hmm. are uh, Deadpool two. Awesome. Comes out next week. Mm-hmm. Um, or next week? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two week weeks. and a half. Two week weeks. And a half. I don't know. We'll, it's we'll soon. We'll look it up. It's soon. By the time you hear this, it won't be it, out yet. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> I think it true. comes out uh, May 18th. Yes. So that when you hear this right. on May 15th, it's not out yet. Nope. We're right. not that far in the future yet. Yes. We like talking into the future. Yes. Then we'll go back to the future. Yes. Okay. So, Great Deadpool Scott. 2. <laughs> uh, Punisher. Yep. Talk about Mr. Frank Castle. Mr. Frank. Um, Arrested Development. Yep. Which uh, we had the uh, privilege of seeing the pilot uh, for the first time ever. Really funny. And Archer, Danger Island. Danger Island. Okay, it's more Archer than Danger Island, but we're going to delve into Danger Island because that's the newest season. So it's not like Archer, Danger Island. It's like (laughs) Archer, Danger Island. Yes. Like it's just Danger Island. Yes, there's several ways to say it, <laughs> and only five are correct. <laughs> All right, so why don't we kick things off with uh, Archer? Okay, since we're you know already on it. Right. So for those of you that don't know, Archer is on uh, FXX, mm-hmm. the uh, sexy uh, cable channel. Cable channel from FX. It for gives all you a sexy branch people. off. They added the extra X for extraordinary. Yeah. Okay, I don't know why there was an extra X, but I could see uh, Fox Extraordinary Extravaganza. Hey. Even though those have E's in the beginning, mm-hmm. we're, that's what we're going to go with. I don't know what it really stands for. We're rolling with it. We're going to roll with it. Okay. So Archer, for those of you that don't know, um, it's it takes place at an international spy agency. Uh, global crises are merely opportunities for its highly trained employees to confuse, undermine, and betray, and royally screw each other. Hmm. Yep. At the center of all of the, all of it is a suave master spy, Starling Archer, whose less than masculine codename as Duchess, because <laughs> he's uh, his mom is the uh, the head, basically the head, the M, if you will, yeah. of the spy game. Mm-hmm. Um, so Archer works with his domineering mother, Malaroy. Start with them. Maybe that's a <laughs> coincidence from James Bond, who is also no, who is also his boss. Perfect. Yep. He also has to deal with his ex-girlfriend, Agent Lana Kane, and her new boyfriend, Comptroller Cyril Figgis. That would be the worst. I know. Working with your ex. And her new, and boyfriend, her new boyfriend. And your mom is the boss. Yep. 
And he's a, he's an asshole. Yeah, he is. Archer from, Archer is the biggest asshole. From the episode that we watched from Danger Island, he was just like immediately gave up that woman in the closet. Just like, yeah, she's in the closet. Yep. And, oh, they also work with Mallory's lovesick secretary, Cheryl. Wow. Yep. So everyone wants Archer. Yeah. Well, she does. She wants Archer. But she Archer doesn't want her. Because, you know, he's that James Bond type who mm-hmm. goes out and sleeps with all the women. Yep. Now, the funny thing was, is I knew about Archer. I watched the first couple seasons because mm-hmm. I wanted to, you know, see what it was about. Never really caught my eye. Right. The comedy was there, but it just wasn't the comedy that drove me consistently to mm-hmm. want to keep watching it. Now, when I heard Danger Island come out, I was like, oh, this is a little bit interesting. It's doesn't seem necessarily that same spy thriller. Right. Like, I think a couple of years ago, they did, a, like, a film noir, like a 1950s style. Oh, yeah. Archer. And I, that was all okay. right. It was okay. But, the, you know, they kept the same comedy and everything throughout. Mm. But I think what they're trying to do is branch out because they've done the same James Bond-esque thing, thing right. the whole time. Now, I don't know who would see Archer as a role model. I mean, I could see James Bond as a role as model. A role model. Because he's suave, he drives fancy cars. He gets all the women. Gets all the women, has all the crazy gadgets. Yep. But Archer kind of has those things, but he's more of a dick about it. Yeah. He just does not play nice with anyone. Now, I mean, you could see that working with your mother Mm -hmm. and your your ex ex and your ex's boyfriend. You know, you could just not see yourself. Having a fun work environment. That yeah, that's bad mojo in that office. Yep. I don't know how it's been on this. Long. It's almost been on ten years. Holy smokes! I didn't even realize it's been on for that. Yeah, long. it started in two thousand nine. Holy smokes! So I don't know how it can keep going. Like it just. How do seems... you keep it interesting enough? And I think obviously that's... they have because yep. it's been on for almost ten years. But yeah, they're on season nine right now. So I don't know how they're going to keep going. Maybe they're going to keep going even more. You know, maybe they're doing these theme things mm-hmm. to obviously draw out a little bit, you know, more mm-hmm. more people. Because if you do themes, um, change it up a little. Change bit. it up a little bit. Um, it's kind of funny, like just looking at the cast of uh, of Archer, the voices. Mm-hmm. It's not really that known you know that well known um so to, oh judy greer's in it um she plays cheryl the the secretary okay um chris parnell plays uh cheryl figgis oh yeah and he uh i think he's the voice of uh morty's dad and rick and morty yep so there's uh oh christian uh Schall did some uh work in it she was uh started her life in uh uh that one show, Flight of the Concords. Oh, okay. And she's the girl on the love interest on uh, Last Man Standing. Ooh. Yeah. Burt Reynolds did a cameo. I think that might have been last season, actually. As himself? He, uh, yeah, Burt Reynolds as Burt Reynolds. Because <laughs> who else is Burt Reynolds going to play other than himself? <laughs> yeah. So Patrick Warburton was in it. Or Warburton. He's War- a cool guy. I like his voice. I'm sure if I saw a photo of him. Well, he played the Tick, the early Tick, the 90s Tick. Like in the cartoon or like in the, the TV live show? live action. Oh, okay. That guy. That guy. Okay. Yeah, he's been in a few other things that uh, 
I know about. All right, so yeah, we were talking about Patrick Warburton. Yep. Before we were rudely interrupted by my dog. By Bob. Bye, Bob. Okay. Hi, Bob. So a few notes that I took away uh, <laughs> took away from Archer being a bad role model. So Danger Island, the episode season one episode or season nine episode one starts mm-hmm. with him uh, sleeping with the wife of their newlyweds. Their new, yeah, new they were newlyweds, and she got ultimately drunk at at her uh, wedding. Uh-huh. And she got drunk at the bar and yep. woke up next to Archer. Yep. And everyone's all, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. You're a bad, bad person. Right. And it's kind of funny that he has an eye patch. I kind of want to know the story behind the eye patch. Why does he have an eye patch? Because he's cool. Because he's Archer. And he's a pirate. Yes. Okay, maybe not a pirate. Maybe this is going to be a pirate. Maybe. They could fly off into the danger island. Uh, and they crash. Yeah, I like how he was such a jerk about the whole plane thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like He's like, okay, everyone jump off. Get out of here. <laughs> Right. Oh, wait. Right. I got it now. Right. I think he still crash landed, though. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I want to know the whole him being a spy and then now he's not a spy. Well, maybe he still is. We mm-hmm. really don't know. We've only seen one episode of it. So we might have to watch a few more to get the feel, get the the just... feel of it. And, you know, living at his mom now has a hotel instead mm-hmm. of, you know, having their super secret spy Hide out, yeah. So, I guess we missed a lot. Yes, we, we have did. almost ten years worth of material that, that that we missed. That we missed. Oh, we're awesome. Yes, we like missing things. We're we're late to the party, but that's how we roll. Yep, some things we just don't know about while we talk about them on the podcast. We wait for things to get rich with flavor and material, and then we jump into it. Yeah. So if you want us to stop doing that, (laughs) help us out. (laughs) Don't wait almost 10 years to check it out. Yes, tell us. Like us on Facebook and comment and post and tell us things. Yes, let us know because we're so out of the loop. We don't like being out of the loop. Yes. You know who else is out of the loop? Bob. Bob. No. (laughs) I'm going to go with the uh, Bluth family from Arrested Development. Good God. They are a deranged bunch. That brother-in-law who dressed up as a pirate thinking that the boat party ate, but then he ended up with the wrong group of people. That was awesome. I found that hilarious. I think, I, I wonder if I mean, he eventually knew, and then at the end of the episode, they're like, you're gay. Yeah. No, 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 no I'm not. No. Yeah, We're here. Good. Like we, I can't remember what their chant was, but... <laughs> Not off the top of my head. I should have wrote it down. That was a facepalm moment. Like, how can you fall for that? Like, you saw him walk into the van, too. Yep. Like, you and he knew. He knew. Obviously, that was not the family boat party. Right. And to be honest, my opinion, his wife, their sister, fairly attractive. It's like, why would you want to ruin that. I know it's very dysfunctional. Like, yes. that is a very dysfunctional family. Yep. No one is perfect, but they are far from perfect. Yeah, I, I kind of, to me, it kind of seems like that, like, Modern Family type show. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you you watch Modern Family. I, I, I don't. But, uh, it's a show that, you know, started way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know way, way, way back, but it's five seasons old. Mm-hmm. And it ended in 2013, so it was, you know, five years prior to that, so probably like 2008 to 2013-ish. Ish. Yeah. So, I mean, it was before, I think, even Modern Family came out, and it was probably one of the first of those narrated type shows, kind of like, you know, how The Office was 
narrated and and modern families narrated us Mm -hmm. one of those type of shows and honestly until like the third season of like the office Mm -hmm. i never got into those shows like it was wasn't something that i really dug Mm -hmm. and then i kind of watched a few episodes of the office like oh this is awesome that's probably why i really didn't fall in with arrested development because it just didn't kind of grab me as as much as now after watching the first episode watching the pilot i might watch more i mean it was pretty funny now how much can those that slapstick comedy really they're coming out the new season on netflix yeah Ah. late may i think it is that's right may or june may 29th may 29th that's what i read online may 29th so maybe i'll have to catch up they're only Mm. they're only like 20 minute episodes so to be we we can catch up on those pretty quick Mm-hmm. It's like binge watching uh, milk, just, and it's gone. Yeah, and then okay, you're gonna get milk. sick, and you're probably <laughs> gonna throw it back up. But yes, it seemed like a good idea. I don't know if that analogy was very good. <laughs> yeah. Binge watching is like chugging milk. milk. I, I guess you sit so long on the couch that you don't feel good. Maybe like, your maybe. butt gets really numb, and your back is like, ugh. Yeah, but I gotta stop binge watching things. It's addicting, though. I know. Like, I remember reading an article saying that, uh, you know, real quick, uh, but, like, uh, major motion picture directors and whatnot don't like the fact that Netflix is coming out with their movies, you know, because it ruins them from going to the theater to see their movies, and TV shows where, you know, each week they're releasing an episode, but with Netflix and these digital, these apps, these companies that are just whole season right there. Yep. And you can easily just binge watch them. Like I it's, know it's kind of like kind of almost ruins it. It's kind of like when I started watching like Jessica Jones. Uh-huh. I watched like two episodes. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna take a break. Yep. I'm gonna let it soak in, mm. and then I'm gonna go back to watching it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of prolongs seasons too, like mm-hmm. by going episode by episode instead of dumping them all at once. Right. Because, God, what show was I watching the other day? It was, uh, um, it's on FX. It's only ten episodes long. Oh, no, not FX, Showtime. I was watching Homeland. Yep. Right? And I was kind of remembering, so it was the season finale, and I was kind of mm. remembering stuff from the beginning of the season. Now, it's only 12 episodes. Like, the sh- season is only 12 episodes. Like, a lot of shows are, like, 23, 22. This one's 12? Yeah. This one's only 12. And by the time we got to episode 12, yeah, it's 12 weeks later. Mm-hmm. But you're like, oh, my God, what happened in episode one just seems so far away right from what what's going on 12 weeks later mm-hmm. and that's what i kind of like i like dragging that story out and kind of having it melt in my mind so when i watch every episode right you know it's kind of like comic books in a way too mm-hmm. like you read issue one by the time you get to issue four you're like oh my god i kind of remember what happened back in issue one and that's like week you know well some comics are once a month some are bi-weekly mm-hmm. and it's kind of fun dragging those stories. It's kind of like watching TV where if you just read like one giant graphic novel mm-hmm. that's, you know, a hundred pages long, you're like, Oh, I got all the story right away. Right. And then you're done. Then maybe you don't feel like you want to go back. I feel like when I read comics, I want to go back a few issues right. to read what just happened. It's kind of the fun of it. Okay. So I don't know if maybe I'll watch binge watch all of Arrested Development. Right. Maybe I'll space it out space a little bit. Space it out a little kind bit. Of like Lost. I didn't binge watch Lost to catch up on that show. I and process it and whatnot. It. Yep. So, a couple other things that we learned from uh, from Arrested Development, kind of in this role model theme. Mm. I think just the whole family is a bad role model. I don't think there's one person in that entire family I think that the, you could follow. That would be a good role model. The only person in that family I could follow is... Uh, Michael Sarah. 
making out with your cousin. Okay, oh, no, not that he one. He was like, but why would we want to do that? That yes, he like, at least had some. He want he wanted to make control. out with his cousin, and his cousin was like, but why? Like it was funny the first time. Like, what would this do now? And he yeah. just he, he just he wants like, the kissing action. He, he got his like, first Wait taste. A minute. I kissed you once, but right. he didn't. But the funny thing was, he didn't know what the whole point was to begin with. Right, he was just like, "I'm gonna be kissing a girl." Like, yeah, I don't know. I think for me, the only person that made sense to me was uh, Nate Bateman's character, or uh, Patrick. No, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman was that he had the only sense of direction. Of he, like he did, but he also wanted to cut the family out. Well, yeah, because they're, they're senselessly they're idiots and they're senselessly using the money for their own good. Like, yep. it's like, you can't do that. And it's... Now, in the normal sense of things, I could see the husband giving the wife control of a company. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But she definitely seemed like she was just out there to spend... The money. The money. Like, that's had... all she cared about, was spending money. Not the company, just the money. And it's like... But then the, then you learn the husband embezzled millions of dollars. And went to prison for it. And went to prison for it. Mm-hmm. And then left the wife in... Uh, in charge. In charge. And I like the prison scene. The prison scene was so funny. He's like, the reason why I left it with your mother is because you can't get charged with the same crime twice if you're married. Where'd you read that? That's not true. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my like, God, I thought Where did you read that? <laughs> no, he had a horrible lawyer. His lawyer told him that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Apparently no one in this whole story is uh, smart. No, yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me then if he had a lawyer like that because then he wouldn't know what good one to go with and yeah, believed yeah. anything that was told to him. Yeah, I mean, do you think you'd help out that family? Like, no. obviously, it wasn't left to you. He was gonna go be an arch- was an architect or a, a real estate agent, right? Yeah, in, he had the job lined up. Yep, he was gonna ditch, and then he was like, "Well." I know it's family and all, and it's just, but it's like, you got to think of all the, the shenanigans that they've done and, like, the ball and chain effect that they have on you, on your life. And it's like, you got to think, like, what's best for you. For me, yeah. I probably would have left. Be the, that could be why he's a semi-good role model, because... He went back to help family. He went back to help family. And that's that's kind of nice. You want to go back and, and maybe teach them something. Now, But can they be taught something? I don't know. Can anyone that dysfunctional be taught? Well, I mean, his younger brother couldn't even read a map. He thought the big blue area was land. Like, but he, but he has a, like a what a, a master's degree, a, a master's degree, de- right? In, uh, uh, like, what was it? Mapping or yeah, some sort of like mapping. And so then they like left him in charge, but then he didn't know anything about business from like yeah, only since like the eighteen hundreds like, or something like yeah, that. The mom was like, "Okay, you're in charge." It's like, oh, what's 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 the difference, like? And he's sitting there, and he's, like, slowly sliding down the chair, like, not knowing what's going on. I'm just like... I felt like that, sitting at a boardroom table, not knowing anything. It's like, this is bad. Like, they should have just gave it, given it to Nate. Or Jason. Jason. I, I don't know why I keep wanting to say... Or see... you call him Michael. Michael! Michael Bluth. Michael Bluth. That was his name. I'll call him Michael. I won't forget Michael. But I think, for me, I would have I would have left. Yeah, what about uh, Will Forte's character? Gob. The magician. That was Will Forte, wasn't it? Will Arnett. Will Arnett. Yeah. Okay, we he get was names. Horrible. Cor- we'll get names correct every once in a while. Right. We're we're getting there, but when he hit his father, and then they had the news report, and they're like, "Yeah, the dogs found him instantly." I was like, "Of course, <laughs> of like, course he did." In the Aztec room, <laughs> right? And they just pushed it, and it just 
I mean, that's a pretty normal magic trick. Right. It's but not... obviously, if you're hidden behind a false wall, the dogs are still going to find you. Right. It, you're not hiding anything. Like... You know what they should have done? Covered it in peanut butter. I saw in a Mythbusters episode once that anything caked in peanut butter, dogs can't smell. Bob, we have a test for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, so, so if you if you uh, bring something bad to the airport, cover it in peanut cover, butter. Cover it in peanut butter. The dogs won't even know. Really? Yeah, I think new baby smell is a is a detectable uh, smell because mm-hmm. when I because I work at the airport. Right. So when I went to the airport, uh, at it was literally at the my first day back after my baby was born. Mm-hmm. Walked around the thing, passed the bomb sniffing dog, and he kind of followed me a little bit. And then kind of went away, but then turned back and started following me again. Mm-hmm. And one of the TSA agents was like, sir, can you stay here for a second? They let the dog come and sniff me. Then the dog walked away and like, okay, sir, you're good to go. And I was like, I just had a baby? baby smell like drugs? Right. I should sniff my baby more. <laughs> Getting high <laughs> on baby. <laughs> right. What are you high on? New baby smell. New baby smell. <laughs> then I they're going to make was... car refreshments and whatnot. You hang oh, from your rear view mirror. should make that. Is that new car smell? No, that's new, new baby. baby smell. That's new baby. <laughs> see, there's several different flavors. Poo. Fresh baby are scents. We, are we talking about brown or green poo? Well, maybe that black tar poo. Oh. That's like two-day-old baby poo. Oh. Black tar baby poo. Get, then you got throw up. Yep. Then you got... Uh, Ooh, milk spit up. Milk. The sour oh. milk spit up. Uh, but some babies do smell great. My baby, I think, smells smells amazing. Just and it's sparkles really, and everything. It's, like, it, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. it's really smell, uh, really funny. With all the diapers I've changed, uh-huh. I haven't really had the smell. Like, maybe maybe my nose doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Or I'm desensitized. Maybe, maybe to, you're just automatically just used to it, where you don't even smell it anymore. Well, my dog farts all the time, so that's... Well, those, that, are the I, those are the worst. Those are the worst. Especially if they like your dog farts under the sheets and you get like a dog Dutch oven. <laughs> and it's bad. That's only during the winter. Yes. Oh, God. There's better ways to keep warm. Yeah. So, so, yeah, that's that's the family from Arrested Development. Very dysfunctional. Very crazy. I'm not going to follow them. Yay or nay on following them for, for life? Nay. Nay? Nay. Okay, so Archer... Maybe, maybe that's, a little bit. That's 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 a, that's a halfway, halfway point there for okay. right now. All right, so we're we're no one we're no one the rest of development family. Yep. Uh, halfway on Archer. Yep. Some things are good. Some things are things bad. bad. He's a womanizer. He's a womanizer. Which I'm married, so I'm not good. Right. But for a single guys, for a bachelors, single guy, maybe do maybe what you a gotta. Good. Okay. So next up. Uh. Frank Castle, hmm. the Punisher. Yep. Now, dun, dun, dun. now we talked about him a little bit earlier. Yep. And I've seen Daredevil season two. Yep. And I've seen the Punisher. Yep. And both of those seasons phenomenal are fantastic. Yes. Now, one thing that I do like about the Punisher standalone show mm-hmm. is it really delves more into his, I think, psyche. Because his parents are, or not parents, his, his uh, wife and kids are. Wife and kids are already gone, and he's kind of on the run. He doesn't want to be found. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, when you think you've killed everyone that was, you know, in associated with the death of your family, right? You kind of want to go. Late, yeah. You know, other people. So a really good example was like, like what Batman said to Robin, mm-hmm. in uh, Batman. Batman, uh, was it Batman Forever? 
when he yeah Batman Forever mm-hmm. the uh, <laughs> the really bad George Clooney oh was it George Batman Clooney? and Robin you mean Batman no 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 it was Batman, Batman Forever was with, the, with, with Val the, Kilmer and Val Kilmer yeah. that's right Val Kilmer so he finds him and Rob and he's like Robin wants to go kill Two Face because the death of his death of his family uh-huh. and Batman was like no that's bad you shouldn't do it and then his reasoning was like okay. So Two-Face is dead. What do you do now? You're going to go hunt for the next person to kill mm-hmm. and the next person to kill and revenge will become your life. And that's what I thought kind of the Punisher was. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I think his mindset was literally destroy the people that killed my family mm-hmm. and I'm done. Like, I, I don't need to do anything else. Right. And that's something I could definitely respect in, I guess you would call it an anti-hero, because mm-hmm. maybe killing might not be your best solution, mm-hmm. but you you have a point. You're not insane. You don't have to keep going out and killing and killing and killing. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone else wrongs you or someone comes to you and like, oh, this dude over here wronged me, go punish him. You know what I mean? He doesn't have that mentality. And I think I like that about that show, mm-hmm. is he doesn't feel the need to go out and brutally kill more people right after everything is already said and done mm-hmm. right yeah I, I i don't know for me as the punisher like going outside of like the netflix series and whatnot like like yeah it it, it feels good that everyone that you've eliminated everyone that's been related to your family's death but then the way i would see it too is like well what if it was someone else's family like do i help that family out because i've i already know what what it feels like to go through that. Do I want them to go through that? So maybe I might have that sense of insanity of just like going down the line, thinking of other people's, you know, misfortunes, misfortunes of losing a son, daughter, husband, wife. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's that fine line, you know, especially if you're a killer, like the Punisher. Right. I mean, Batman doesn't kill, doesn't kill. Captain America doesn't kill. Iron Man doesn't kill. A lot of people don't kill. Mm hmm. And they could still have justice served. They don't have to go out and kill to do it. Now, something like the Joker is a really good example because he's so bad Mm -hmm. that even Batman doesn't want to kill him. You know what I mean? He wants to send him into Arkham. Even though he escapes a hundred times, he wants to put him back. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, the Punisher would be like, screw this. One shot to the head. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you don't have to deal with him anymore. But it's it's that moral sensibility. It's you know, do you take that shot right. so they never do it again, or do you hope that the justice system works, prevails, and works, and cause or you don't have corruption in Arkham and they're let loose. <laughs> they're just let loose again. There was like, a, did you ever see the? I think it came out in like two thousand eight. It was the Batman animated movie, uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. I've heard of it, and. and uh, there's a scene where like it's it's Batman, um, Red Hood and the Joker, and Red Hood because you know the story of Jason Todd, yep. um, is basically just like what you've had so many opportunities to kill this man, even of what he did with me, what he did to me, like and he's still alive. Why? Like innocent people have died by his hands, and you keep them alive. Yep. And so like even like Red Hood. Just like in the sense of the Punishers, it's like just he just wants to kill him. Yep. But then Batman's still like, put him back in order. Like, yeah. Put him away. Put him away. Keep it going. Now, so a couple things that I that I looked up because we can't be talking dreary uh, Punisher the whole time. 
Oh, yeah, too dark. It's too dark. Yes. So I found um, uh, 15 badass facts mm-hmm. about Frank Castle. Okay. So, so who doesn't want to know some badass facts? I want to know. Castle? Okay. So first, the story of Frank Castle. After three tours of dirt, duty, mm. <laughs> duty, 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 baby duty, as uh, U.S. Marine Captain Frank Castle returns to his wife and two children, only to see them gunned down before his eyes. We all saw that. Mm-hmm. We know what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, all witnesses to a mob hit in Central Park, Manhattan, New York City. When a corrupt justice system sees the hitman walk free, he permanently buries his social and personal identity with his family, ultimately becoming the vigilante of legend, the Punisher. So he basically throws everything aside and said, screw this, I'm taking the law into my own hands. Yep. Now two, the Marvel character was first adopted for film in 1989. By uh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Good pull, I like it. Yeah. starring role. Never saw it, though. No, neither did I. Probably should. I'm kind of curious now. Yeah. That movie, also called The Punisher, Mm -hmm. went straight to video without a theatrical release in the United States. Interesting. I suppose, like, I mean, Dolph Lundgren was kind of the Van Damme or Mm -hmm. not really Stallone. Stallone was very theatrical, but Van Damme was always straight to movie or straight to video. Really? I don't even know straight to video. Dude was straight to TV. Uh, Watch him in your home. Do you think maybe it was due to the possibility of like, uh, because I don't know what time of the year it came out. But Batman did come out in 89. Oh, Batman did come out in 89. Maybe they were worried it wouldn't be able to handle the... Do you think they were... Uh, so so Punisher's always been Marvel, obviously. Batman, right. Batman, DC. DC. But now it seems like they're fighting more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Back then, uh-huh. the Batman film, Spider-Man... They didn't um, have, they didn't like have a, the, uh, the button of the head. Button like, of the head, like, oh, our shit's better. No, our stuff's they better. They just came out. They just came out and we enjoyed them. I mean, Superman came out around... You know, what was late seventies. Uh-huh. Nothing really out then. Out then Batman I mean, came out. You really out, don't was... get till Tim Burton's Batman till eighty nine, right? Um, I mean, you got Superman, you know, two, three, and four, and mm-hmm. those are spaced off over, you know, the next Course few of, years. Yeah, but Marvel, they had the direct video because you had like the Captain America movie. Yep. You had the Incredible Hulk movie with Thor that was in it. Yep. And a lot of stuff was TV shows too, like the Incredible Hulk with Lou Ferrigno. That was. Yeah. That was TV, so you really didn't have the theatrical fighting with, and maybe Marvel back then was like, dude, I don't think we could put the money in it like DC can. Right, because remember uh, if you heard about like uh, that Fantastic Four movie they were going to make in the 90s, and that fell apart. Yep. I don't know if they released that in video or not, I don't or if think they completely so. scratched it. But I think I think that was just the Marvel thing back then. Marvel was like, no, DC's got, yeah, DC's got the, the, the jewels. hold on it. Yep. Yeah. I wonder what happened. I mean, maybe Batman. Batman's, Batman versus selling Robin. Batman versus Robin crushed it. Yeah, it crushed DC's Those nipples. Hope. Now, granted, granted, uh, um, t- uh, not Tim Burton, but uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, phenomenal. You know, brought DC a little bit back up, but it mm-hmm. tanked again. Like it's, it's like okay, you got three great Batman movies. I mean, you got Man of Steel, which was okay. It was okay, and then and then downhill again. You know what I mean? There was no. Like Marvel or Marvel, uh, Iron Man, kept Iron Man two, mm-hmm. Captain America, like it just kept going up. It kept they kept trying to. They beat had themselves. their rough spots within the phases. I I thought, uh, um, you know, Thor: The Dark World was yeah, eh, 
but they always still, had a, they always it had an upward up, tra- direct yeah. trajectory, and it didn't. And they never felt like they were losing steam. Like they felt that their storylines and everything really mingled well, right? And and they weren't going to lose steam. See, DC, I think it was the changing of the uh, of the writers and directors, and, and I think the company like. Warner Brothers got too direct. Like they didn't trust their directors in the no. projects. And I think I think at some point I think I mean you kinda like Marvel's like uh ingredients and how yeah. they put them together. And that's kinda the funny thing was after I saw Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I was like, Okay. Maybe I they swear have a to chance. God, I swear, I swear to God they took a book page out of Marvel's book. And then it just flopped again. And then flopped again. I mean now I did personally I like Justice League. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Why I thought some, it was entertaining. Yeah, I don't know why some people hated on it. I mean, it mm-hmm. was a decent, decent enough movie. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you this: definitely was no Avengers. Like it, oh, it, it, it no. wasn't. It didn't have the same. And I think you know the addition of uh, uh, Joss Whedon really helped. You saw the mm-hmm. comedy aspect, and that's what he brings to the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Is that little comedic, right? You know, intertwine now with a uh, not Age of Ultron, Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Some there of the was... some of the comedy I didn't I could have done without. I mean, uh, you definitely wanted to make a serious movie, but you threw it a little. You had to throw it a little bit comedy, give it a little bit of the side. Some of the comedy I didn't agree with in Infinity War was like so they came across Thor. Like I get it, Star Lord's feeling a little bit jealous <laughs> of of Thor, but like when he started like mocking him with like the deeper voice. Yeah, yeah, I, that could, that got kind of tedious, and then. I mean the Wakanda joke, where like, oh, we're gonna open up the world to to us, like a Starbucks. The Starbucks. I'm like. I thought like the Olympics or like whatever. Nope. Like I was thinking like a Starbucks. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, if you kind of look at the city of Wakanda, mm. the technology is so there. Right. I mean, do you really need a Starbucks? No. I mean, I I'm think your sure coffee you're... technology is probably well beyond what Starbucks has to right. offer. They've I mean, been around since the early seventies. And I don't like necessarily think their taste is that different, different either. Right. Like, I mean, personally, I prefer like, Caribou over Starbucks. Right. Now, Me too, because that's local. It's local. Minnesota local. Uh, but going back to, like, uh, Marvel, like, the trusting of their directors, uh, the Russo brothers were on Arrested Development. Yep. Um, uh, James Gunn uh, wrote and directed the Scooby-Doo movie. Yes. I, I actually saw an interview with him for that. Yeah. And he was, like, he was excited to do it. He was, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who else can make live-action Scooby-Doo? So you get a director who did, like, the live-action Scooby-Doo to make Guardians of the Galaxy, and look how that turned out. You had two brothers that did Arrested Development that did Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Infinity War. And Infinity War (laughs) is the quickest movie to reach. Like, in 11 days, they reach, like, a billion dollars. Yep. I mean, it's just smart. It's trust. Yep, and that, too. I mean, trust, you know what you're going to do with the story, and... Obviously, there's so many good writers that write for these things. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there's the main writer, but you have people that prove that, you know, go over it. Obviously, you have the reshoots every once in a while because right. something didn't work. But, you know, your writer working with your director, working mm-hmm. with, you know, even your assistant director on a set, you have right. to work together and, you know, make it, you know, it's kind of like, it, kind of like when we talked about last time about uh, having two directors direct mm-hmm. the same movie with, uh, what was it, Dark, Dark, Dark Crystal? Yeah. With uh, Jim Henson and uh, uh, Frank Oz. Yeah. And But then you look at the, brother, the Russo brothers, or the Coen brothers, mm-hmm. or a lot of the, the duos, even the Matrix, the guys that directed the Matrix, mm-hmm. were brothers. Yep. 
And, I mean, maybe it's of the same mind because you're family. Right. But even family members fight. They, right. they yeah. fight over stuff. But when you kind of put your differences aside and mm-hmm. you want to make a great movie, you can. You can go out there and do it. Right. Yeah. So, all right. That was a fun segue. Yeah, that, right. was, that was awesome. All right. So, <laughs> so Dolph Lundgren uh, uh, as the Punisher, the original Punisher. original Punisher. Now, if you've all seen Rocky IV, yep. you know that he was uh, the Russian. The Russian. So, if you don't know who Dolph Lundgren is, shame on you. Go watch Rocky IV. And, then oh, and he was him. also in The Expendables, too. Yes. But, but that was more for cameo purposes. Cameo though. purposes and fun. And fun. Lots of fun. Lots of Those guys yeah. were in it just for the fun. Yes. Okay. So, the iconic death head skull he wears mm-hmm. is most often armored and is worn as an icon of vengeance, but also serves as a decoy target so he has less chance of taking a fatal bullet. Oh, yeah, I suppose because if they're shooting at the skull, it's, it's armored. armored they're not shooting for their head or exactly. the arm or something. And plus, yeah, that's cool because it's like the last thing that people are going to see when he kills them is going to be... I just like how it was a painted on thing. Just... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, at first, at first I just thought he like, like, uh, like chest bumped at a fence or something wrong mm-hmm. and it just turned into a skull. <laughs> I think, like, in the movie for Thomas Jane, uh, they were, like, on that family, uh, it was the anniversary for, like, his folks' like, wedding anniversary yep. or something like that, and they had bought a local t-shirt that had the skull on it. Yep. And then yeah. He... Yeah. And then he wore that. as It wasn't a painted-on thing. Right. He just wore it. Which, I it's okay. What do you okay. But... I mean, what do you like more? A shirt that he picks came out Came up a... with? Came by... up with? Yeah. Or a shirt that he found off a rack? And just ripped it off, and that sort of could be making money. Or not, because he's using it for a symbol of revenge and whatnot. Yep. Hush, dog. You're not allowed to be on my podcast. Bob, shush. All right, so so other comics and movies of the Punisher have portrayed the character differently, mm-hmm. making him a former cop, detective, or FBI agent. Because he was FBI in the Thomas Jane movie, I yep. think. But then what was he in, like, the Warzone movie? I think he was a cop. Okay, that was so, a garbage movie. Yeah, that one was not good <laughs> at all. So, I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter. I think they wanted more of the authority You're right. figure than, a, you know, he's a captain in or a sergeant in the army he's an mm-hmm. fbi agent he's like in authority he's just not some random dude on the street they got his family gunned down right and he it, it kind of shows that he could throw away his morality mm-hmm. and you know take shit into his own hands right and he's got the training for it too if he's in one of those fields yep and he knows how to use weapons i mean obviously in the netflix punisher he could have a cache of weapons and knows how to use it Oh, yeah. Because he was, you know, special forces. And what he did with that sledgehammer in the first episode, too. Like... Yep. Just railing on the guy. Oh, my gosh. That was awesome. Yep. So, let's see here. Despite uh, wanting to work alone, mm-hmm. the Punisher has a few supporting characters to help fight crime. Mm-hmm. Microtrip assisted yep. Castle by building and supplying weapons and technology, providing friendship. Yep. Now, that kind of helps him be grounded, too. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have anyone to talk to, you probably start to end up talking to yourself. You know, like Harry Osborn. Right. Or uh, Norman Osborn. Yep. Who ends up talking to his alter ego, Green Goblin, and... Going nuts. Going just... nuts, and you know what happens there. Uh-huh. So, Microchip's kind of a cool guy. I liked him. I, I liked the direction that they did with him in the uh, um, television series on Netflix. Yeah. I thought that was cool. I mean, he was kind of a loner, kind of 
under the grid. Obviously, mm-hmm. they, every you know people were after him too. And how they introduced him too, because like he called him when Frank Castle was at the diner. Yep. Then he goes like, on the rooftop and he's like, no one's there, but just like a cell phone. It pissed him off so <laughs> much. <laughs> like this guy's outsmarting me. <laughs> like I can't be outsmarted. <laughs> I'm the Punisher. Yeah. The only thing that I, I was kind of uh, wondering, you know, Punisher TV show, maybe it was mm-hmm. outplayed versus in the Daredevil part, uh-huh. but the bullet to the head. I don't think it was ever brought up in the Punisher TV show about him being mentally unstable because of the bullet in his head. When did he get shot in the head again? I, wasn't that during, not during the war. Was it during the war? It might have been. And that's remember. what made him kind of have that personality. Because remember when uh, Karen was going through all his stuff and he finds mm-hmm. his medical records and... Bullet in the head? Bullet yeah, in the head. yeah, now I remember that. Yep. Yep. And it was kind of weird that they didn't bring any of that up. Back up, yeah. Back up, because if he has that personality disorder because of the bullet wound, you, you would think, think he that would be would... an important factor of why he's doing what... Yeah, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. So, all right, let's see what else we got. <laughs> yeah, John Barenthal's take on Frank Castle's Punisher is possibly the most successful. I'd believe it. Yep. As much as I want to say that Thomas Jane was a sweet, and they made that spinoff of him doing laundry in the van and whatnot, <laughs> yep. that was pretty sweet, but just to hear what John went through, like he went to the local comic book shop, picked up the Punisher, and just did his studies. Did his research, and that's, yeah. that's what I like a lot about a lot of uh, people for comic books now. Um, I know uh, Chris Pratt picked up Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. and, and brushed up on Star-Lord, Um I don't really know if Vin Diesel would have to pick up a comic book to brush up on Groot. I am Groot. I am Groot is all he has to say. I am Captain America. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's nice to see that the, the level of dedication that he's had to the character. Yeah, but a lot of people just try to play it on their own. They don't want to delve in. But I think the Marvel, MCU, and the TV universe, uh-huh. they do want to... Succeed. I mean, succeed, and they want to, you know make those fans happy happy and i think that's jessica jones in the new season where she's mm. actually like alias investigations and done a lot more investigating mm-hmm. than just running away from Kilgrave. have you seen i've started watching okay. but i don't mind spoilers okay so so the cool thing is about like i'm i'm pretty much i got two episodes left mm-hmm. but the whole show it's really you know her training her mentor how to be a how to be a uh, private eye and mm-hmm. really delving into the private eye world and how to how she does it and yeah she has her superpowers but that's not all she is and she right. never really wanted to be a hero that was the other thing like in the comic books mm-hmm. she actually was an avenger at one point but she didn't want it she she was like you know what i got my own company i want to be a private eye she you know, doesn't want to be this superhero on that scale. On that scale, and the funny thing is, is in in season two, she really she learns where she comes from. Mm-hmm. She learns how she was given her powers, and a lot of the other people that were in her trial group, like that, t- they turned them into. They didn't want it. They were like they didn't ask for it. They mm-hmm. didn't. You know what I mean? They it wasn't part of their. And I think that's kind of the same way Jessica Jones is, and her her friend, uh, Patsy. Mm-hmm. The only reason I'm remembering that name is because of her stupid song. <laughs> but she gets addicted to this, like, superpower inhaler. It mm-hmm. gives her heightened senses and stuff like that. Just because that's what she thought Jessica... She didn't want to be friends with Jessica without him. She didn't think Jessica could be a good friend 
unless she had superpowers. Right. And I think that's definitely one thing, you know, if I had superpowers, I'd want to still be friends with other people. And I'd, right. hope, I'd hope that they wouldn't look up, you know, they could look up to me, but I hope they wouldn't want to be me. They don't need to be me to be right. my friend. And they don't want to feel, like, intimidated, be like, okay, so now he's got superpowers, he probably doesn't want to hang out with us, and if he does, then it's just like, how can we, like, work around that without him feeling, like, uncomfortable, like, it's the the same me, like, I can control my superpowers, but it's like, come on, guys, like, don't leave me hanging. Well, even the Punisher, he doesn't have any superpowers. No, he's just a normal human being. Normal human being that apparently can't die he gets shot a lot and he comes out of it like it's like he has no pain yep maybe was that the bullet to the head thing no pain maybe i think that was it was his pain receptor maybe now that you say that because he, he got shot up a lot and tortured a lot in the tv and he could, series and he could just keep walking yeah and, and he taking just it. and even in uh season two of uh daredevil where he was captured by the irish he yep. was shot and he was he was so limping, but he was still fighting. Yeah, I just don't think he has pain anymore. Feels pain. Maybe that could be it. That could be. All right, number fifteen, the Punisher was originally introduced as a Spider-Man villain. I knew that. I knew that. I remember hearing about that. I could see Spidey going up against the Punisher. Although, anytime Spidey sees a gun, he mm-hmm. always just shoots his web at the weapon, right, and uh, clogs it. Just pretty right easy, down the barrel. Pretty easy way to. Right. I mean, Frank Castle's strong. Spider-Man has a spider sense. He knows where punches are going. I think he could take them. Unless, yeah. Maybe not Tom Holland Spider-Man. Toby Maguire Maguire Spider-Man could take Punisher. Yeah. I think that... Tom Holland Spider-Man. Tom is a little young. (laughs) I mean, he got thrown into the mix. I mean, from your friendly neighborhood to fighting on... uh, Well... Let's just say things have, have have changed for him drastically in Infinity War. I mean, spoiler alert if you don't want to know. Right. You can, you can pause it now. Pause it right now and leave. And and go. you can go 30 seconds into the future, but it was kind of cool that Tony Stark was like, okay, you're an Avenger now. Right, and he's he goes from uh, friendly neighborhood to fighting on Titan. Yeah. And, and he, hopefully he's not stuck there forever. Right. Well. Oh, he's... Okay, spoiler alert again. Pause it for another Pause seconds. again. I hope he didn't come back. Okay, Spider-Man's dead. Yeah, he died. He died. And that whole scene was improv Oh, really? Yeah, I, I read an article saying that Tom Holland improv that scene. The whole, like the whole scene with him trying to get the gauntlet off of... Uh, the scene or, that he was dying. Oh, that he was dying. Yeah. yeah. Where he was like, oh, wait, I don't, Mr. Tony, Stark, I don't want to go. Oh, my God. Don't then, screw my mom while I'm gone. His aunt? Oh, that's right, Aunt. Yeah. <laughs> Auntie May. Because yeah. you know Tony wanted to bang Auntie May. Oh, yeah. But then he he's is. marrying Pepper Potts. I know. Which... Did she die? I don't know. We they never, never showed her. What about Happy Hogan? We don't know about him either. Didn't he die in... that? No, no, he got out of that. Yeah, he With got With the explosion of... thing in uh, he was Civil at War. The... Remember he was... he was at that little spot, the cafe area, and... The dude was going to explode. He, oh, what, he was in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, he was. Yeah. Now you're right. Yeah, Happy Happy did not like being chauffeured to, to Spider-Man. No, he was not responding to his text messages. But I did, but I did think it was funny that, that, Spider, that uh, uh, Peter Parker was like, here, let me carry my bags in in Homecoming. Because mm-hmm. you know, Happy was going to take all the luggage out and take it up to his room. Uh, and, no, I got, like, it. Oh, I got it. I got it. 
you know, gullible little uh, Peter Parker. Right. He's like, I'm not giving you a hug. I'm just getting the door. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's awkward. I know. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go Punisher, decent role model. Yeah. I'm going three-fourths going... of the way up. Yep. That's a thumbs up. That's a solid thumbs up for me for the Punisher. All right. Not many people thought so on my poll. Nope. But who did Punisher? Oh, Punisher went up against Deadpool. Deadpool, and that was a landslide. So that was a landslide. I mean, I guess now we're going to delve into Deadpool, mm-hmm. specifically Deadpool 2. Yep. Because that movie's coming out on May 18th. I wonder if they're ever going to introduce his teleportation powers. Deadpool? Yeah, Deadpool. He, he can is, teleport? He can teleport. I don't think like I Like Nightcrawler. Really? Yeah. How did I not know that? I don't know. He could at least do it in like... I've never the, seen it in any of the comics I've ever read. He, he does it in the video games. And oh, he, well. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. He can make everything happen in the video maybe, games. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's just made up in the video games. I don't know. But I would still like to see it. I think it would be funny. Because he could like... He could... Uh, like you see in the trailer, he could like teabag somebody and then like disappear and then come back when they're least expecting it and teabag him again. Yeah. But. Nightpool? Nightpool. Yeah. That would be a cool name. Just like our uh, friend on our table, uh, Deadpool the Duck. Deadpool the Duck. If you guys haven't read that comic book series, pick it up. It is really, really funny because, uh, Deadpool and Howard the Duck emerge bodies due to, uh, nuclear power. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh. Deadpool tries to take over, Howard tries to take over. It's a pretty funny, uh, Freaky Friday-esque type uh, storyline. And they live to coexist? Yep. They did. Eventually they got separated. Rocket Raccoon helped them out. Nice. Because, you know, if you're going to have uh, Howard the Duck, right. you got to have a Rocket Raccoon. No that Groot. I think Groot was on a self-mission all okay. by himself. They don't have to travel together. Right. They, they need their, their space. Yep. So they don't always have to be together. So you're excited for Deadpool 2? I am. What are you most excited about? Uh, I'm excited to see Cable, because I know that they tease them in like the Ferris Bueller uh, type of end credit. Yep. Um, and I, I wonder if they knew Cable was going to be in Deadpool. I don't maybe. even know if it was written yet. Maybe it was. Maybe. Maybe they always knew that they wanted Cable, they just couldn't afford them. Well, Deadpool and Cable were always... You know, buddies, buddies, even in like the Deadpool game, yeah, uh, that was pretty funny to see the relationship between him and Cable. I mean, they they fight a lot, like yeah. in, the, in the comic book series right now. Uh, Strife, if you mm. know who Strife is, it's uh, Cable, Cable's uh, uh, not doppelganger, uh, clone, okay, clone from the future. And Strife gets uh, puts out a contract hit mm-hmm. on Cable, oh. Because he wants to be the only cable, right? Basically, and so he goes on a murder spree to to get. try to try to get cable, mm-hmm. and they end up tricking him. Should I tell you why? You sure. Explain? Yeah. Okay. So, for those of you that don't know, Cable is a time traveling uh, mutant, mutant cyborg. Cyborg that is of. the son of uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. Ooh, let me look that up. So while while I look it up, I'll tell you a story. Okay, so so what they do is so Cable's a time traveler, mm-hmm. and his, his time travel device is his cybernetic arm mm-hmm. that talks. It has oh. an android in it that talks. Hopefully, in the movie they they play they that. Had like that? A, yeah, so it's like a tattoo on his arm of like you know those uh, those uh, 
seafaring, uh, like sailors, you know, the female sailors that yeah. have like the anchor. That's the girl that's wrapped around the anchor. Uh-huh. That, at least in the comic book, that's the tattoo <laughs> and the tattoo talks. That's, that's, he's got that tattoo. <laughs> yep. That's pretty funny. Yep. So, so he, what they do is, is they go mm-hmm. into the, they go into the future and way into the future, old, old, old cable, like beard, old man cable. Mm-hmm. And they cut out his heart. And then they bring Ooh. it back to Strife. Because uh-huh. Cable can still live up until that point because that's future Cable. Uh-huh. Right. And so so the DNA matches, so Strife doesn't know. So they found a loophole on how to kill Cable mm-hmm. and not actually kill Cable. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, let's see. Oh, apparently Cable appear, first appeared as a newborn infant in Uncanny X-Men 201. While Cable's adult identity was created by writer Lewis Simonson and artist and co-writer Rob Liefeld and appeared for, uh, first appeared in the New Mutants 87. So his first appearance was actually as a newborn. Oh. So So Cable's uh, abilities are mm-hmm. psychokinesis. Yep. Telepathy teleportation mm-hmm. and hand-to-hand combat oh yeah and i don't necessarily i never actually considered hand-to-hand combat an ability if you're a superhero i think you just already have, have that. it yeah maybe but obviously i mean i guess you can kind of consider it mm-hmm. maybe apparently his occupation is a teacher hey what better way to hide your uh your adventures than to be a teacher. Yeah. Does it say anything about his folks? It does not. What? It does not. So, but Cable of uh, in this one is obviously out to kill Deadpool because Deadpool's trying to protect the kid. Right. That Deadpool that that he came back from the. I'm guessing he came back from the future. Oh yeah, here it is. Um. Oh, his father, that hope, is indeed the phoenix and is destined to save the Earth from an unknown disaster. Yeah, so Jean Grey and Cyclops. Yeah. Man, what? Those two and they had a kid like that. Yeah, he doesn't shoot lasers from his eyes, though. Right. He has an eye patch. Well, not really an eye he patch, more I... of a cybernetic eye. Yeah. Because I'm sure he lost his eye in a uh, pool accident. Mm-hmm. He's playing pool and pool and just... That would suck. That'd be a great origin story on how you got a cybernetic eye. Maybe not. Maybe you're like, okay, you're not joining the joining the Avengers. You're a moron. A moron, and then you're Rock- the Deadpool of Marvel, right? And then Rocket would see him, and he's like, I want that eye, or I'd want that arm. Like Rocket always wants body. He parts. wants, yeah, he wants some sort of limb or body part. I want to see his like his like collectible room. Like, I want to see, like, like, trophies, like, all the human parts that he's collected over the years. You think he just is building a robot? Because, like, in one movie he wanted a leg, and in another mm-hmm. movie he wanted an arm, and in another movie he wanted an eye. Do you think he's just trying to build? Because I don't think he's ever asked for the same body part twice. Maybe in Avengers 4. Ooh. Ooh, maybe. Rocket and family. Rocket and family. God, wouldn't that be something? I wish he had a family, but he doesn't. Because he was uh, a genetically, is that what cat. Thor called him? A cat? He called him uh, a cat or a rabbit? Oh, ra- was it rabbit? I think it was yes. a rabbit. 
Apparently, Thor did not spend enough time on Earth right. to know what a raccoon right. was. Even though that he's like the protector of Earth, he doesn't know what a rabbit is. A raccoon. A raccoon. Or yeah, a raccoon, and then mistake mistakens him as a rabbit. Or just like, uh, I rewatched Guardians 2 last night, and uh, when they are sitting around the campfire, and um, uh, Mantis is talking, sitting next to Drax, and asks Drax if she can pet their pet. And, and he it, was like, yes. Yes. And then just snaps back at Mantis. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's funny. Yeah, don't pet Rocket. Don't pet Rocket. Don't pet Rocket. He's very much alive Yes, and not an animal. He's not a pet. No. Don't ever get a raccoon for a pet. No, not a trash panda. I wonder how how you would react to being called a a trash panda. I don't know. I doubt he knows what that is. Yeah. Because, you know, he hasn't been on Earth long enough. Right. It is kind of sad that, that they never made it to Earth. I thought the whole thing, maybe maybe I was just misled, but I thought going in, mm. the Guardians of the Galaxy were coming to Earth. Right. Like, that's what I thought. I originally thought that. And none of the Guardians actually made it to Earth. Maybe right? in the next movie. I don't think any of the Guardians made it. Oh, Groot. No. Rack, uh, Rocket and uh, Nebula were the only ones from Gar- uh, Guardians to uh, uh, survive. No, I'm talking, uh, like, fight on Earth. Oh, fight on Earth? Yeah. Right? Did Groot fight in Wakanda? Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. But Groot was the only one. Yep. None of the other Guardians made it to Earth. Yeah, just Groot and Rocket. Groot and Rocket. Yep. Groot and Rocket. Because, Rocket uh, and Groot. Spoiler again, but like uh, that scene with Winter Soldier and he just picks up Rocket and they're just like spinning around shooting and whatnot. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It's like, asks him about his arm and he just walks away. (laughs) I'm going to want to take a look at that later. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The Wakanda vibranium arm. I know, right? pretty legit. Everything's made of vibranium in in that city. It's strong as metal. I know. We need some of that metal. Even though it's fictional. Right. We'll find it. One day. We'll go to Wakanda. It exists. It exists. It's hiding. You just have to go deep inside a forest. Right. And it's actually a force field. Right. So you just have to take the chance to just keep on walking. Yep. All right. So back to Deadpool 2. Yep. So what body part do you think he's going to regenerate this time? Last movie, he had to regenerate a whole hand. Yep. What do you think is this time? Leg? Foot? Head? Uh, I don't know if he can... Can he regenerate a head? I don't know. Dong? Is what? Oh, that would suck. His what? His dong. Oh, his dong? Yeah, I was actually thinking about that. When will that, will that regrow back? We're like, uh, she, she, uh, the blonde lady was like, something like, uh, your pity dick or something. Get that pity dick out of your mouth or something like that. Like, what if, though? Like, what if Cable, like, shot him there? He, he, if he can regrow a hand, he can regrow that. Yeah. But, but would it grow back bigger or smaller? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. His girlfriend might not, might not want to wait. Right. It's really funny, like, at the end of the first one, how uh, she doesn't mind the way he looks. Mm. I thought that was kind of kind of cute. That's true love right there. Yep. Like, you don't care. If you look like a human prune. Or, like, okay. a scrotum. Yes. Or was it, like, a testicle? A testicle. With teeth. With teeth. If A rotten avocado. Yes. And your girlfriend still loves you? That is true love. Yes. That it, it exists. Even if you look like that, yep. that is bad. 
No, I'm kind of interested to see the all the ways uh, Deadpool gets mutilated in this one. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny in the comics. He's always getting broken arms, broken necks, and he's like broken Ugh. legs. Just snaps it back into place, and you know. But see, it's really weird to me how like I get obviously hand cutting off. It takes a while to regrow back, mm. but like just a slice on the arm, just you know, stitches back up, right? You know, right away. Mm-hmm. It's like, do all regenerative power? Like where where does it stop? Like so, if you get shot. Mm-hmm. Does, do you regrow and the bullet comes out? I can't remember. Did, did he like? Was he that guy that sucked all the bullets out of his body? I know in the first movie it seemed like the bullets passed through him. Yeah, they probably they didn't necessarily uh, do the whole bullet lodged in the body. Maybe it just right. softened up his organs enough where just Maybe. bullets. I mean, it regenerates it anyway, just, so bullets he just poops just, them out. Just, the body just like heals itself and then slowly just like pushes it down and then he just poops the bullets out. Yeah, that could work. That Maybe. would be fun. That would be funny to see. Poop bullets. I don't think Deadpool pooping bullets. <laughs> Deadpool pooping bullets. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited. It's, I, I'm I've been stoked. waiting for this movie for a, such a long time. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that scene with uh, Peter, where he's like, "What? Uh, what are your superpowers?" He's like, "I just, I just saw the post." Like he's like, I, he's like, "What are your superpowers?" He's like, "I got type one and type two diabetes." No, oh, and yes. then like you see him just jumping with them in the goggles. It's like some random guy jumping with them. Yep, dude, anyone can be a superhero. But it's it's also the X Force. We're seeing the X Force. Yeah, that's why. But that's that's why they're not going to probably do a Deadpool three, because they're going to create Combined. they're going to create X Force. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Reynolds actually came out and said, I don't think there can be a Deadpool three with how they're building X Force. It just might merge either right into the new X Men, or it might just. I think they're making an X-Force movie. That's what I heard, too. But I think it's funny that a lot of the stuff takes place at Xavier's mansion. Right. Like, and he even said that in the first movie. He was like, wow, like, we can't even afford, like, another character. Like, it's it's pretty empty. Like, it's just Colossus and, uh, what's-her-face? I don't think that's her name. What's-her-face? Yeah, yeah, that's not her name. Face? It's Colossus for sure, and it's yeah. nice to see an actual Colossus. Like, the yeah. real but we're seeing all these characters that we haven't seen before. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope that they integrate uh, X-Men into it finally. I mean, mm. if you're going to build an MCU, even a post-Avengers MCU, you know, let's let's start intertwining other things because you can bring in the X-Men, bring in Fantastic Four. You know, I want to see Deadpool. With the Avengers? With the, Well, not. I mean, he was an Avenger in the comics. And then they all want to kill him now. Right. Because he's a dick. Right. But, I mean, i like to see him just... With a Spider-Man. I want to see that a Spider-Man? Deadpool Spider-Man movie. What about, like, Deadpool with, like, the symbiotes? Well, yeah, but Spider-Man. So Spider-Man. Spider-Man would be sweet. Because uh, they're both wisecracking. Right. And I think it would be sweet, too, to actually see Deadpool with Wolverine. I wish that could happen, but I... Because Hugh Jackman's not doing it anymore. Maybe when they recast them. Recast Wolverine. You know, if they... So what they have to hear, I figured out what they have to do. Okay, so everyone knows Hugh Jackman is Wolverine, mm-hmm. right? Everyone everyone knows that. He's been doing it for a while. So the new uh, Hellboy mm-hmm. literally looks like Ron, Ron Perlman. Yep. Like, yep. you just look and just... I thought he was re- reprising his role the first time I saw it. I'm like, why is Ron Perlman... He's got long hair and... Yep. So if they can do that... Mm-hmm. With Wolverine, 
find, you know, almost a Hugh Jackman replica. But, uh, one thing I would like for them to do, like, you can get something that looks like Wolverine, but I would also like the fact that he is short. He's only, like, five foot four. Like, yeah. the actual Wolverine. Like, to have someone that size play Wolverine instead of having, like, a six foot, like, Hugh yeah. Jackman. I mean, it could be, I mean, I would like it. I mean, maybe Hugh Jackman might come back just because. Just because of he's, I, money can bribe if a lot. Any, if anyone could talk him into it, Ryan Reynolds could probably talk him he into it. He could do it. it. Be like, just one movie. Well, did you see the video of, like, uh, it was on Facebook and Hugh Jackman was wishing a happy birthday to somebody or something like that in Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds, as Deadpool, was laying in bed behind Hugh Jackman singing. I was like, this might be the closest thing that we get with the team up. Ryan Reynolds absolutely loves being Deadpool. Like, he's in that Deadpool costume more than he is Ryan Reynolds, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's finally good that he's getting redemption from the 2009 uh, Wolverine Origins film. Yeah. Because that was... They they did him garbage. Yeah, it was definitely you know when I heard when I first saw that and you know heard the name Wade Wilson I'm like ooh, we're gonna get a Deadpool but, I mean it was origin you know I mean it was Wolverine Origins you don't mm-hmm. you mean, I don't know I mean I like more, Ryan Reynolds current, mm-hmm. you know and and the fact that they went back to him mm-hmm. instead of recasting, another know, another right. Wade. Uh-huh. Was I think it was kind of smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think. I mean, obviously that was the past. So maybe was he still an Army Ranger in the new Deadpool? Was it like? But he, he was, was retired, basically. Like something like that. And he was like, uh, not like a hitman, but he was like, kind of like if you paid him, he would like scare people. Yeah. Like that for like this guy did something to me. Go do something. Like, yeah. That's what his job was. Yeah. You make pretty good money. Yeah. Well. And everyone betted against him in the Deadpool. Yep. But now he, but now he won. Now, now he won. Because he, he can is, never die. Yeah. He's the Deadpool. You know what the best way to kill a Deadpool is? Is, uh, so what you do is you chop off all his limbs. Uh-huh. And then you burn his torso. No, yeah? Yeah. Because I don't know. Well, can his, can his limbs regenerate or just, so... His hand got cut off. It mm-hmm. regrew from his limbs. Mm-hmm. But if you chopped off a whole arm, would, his, would the rest of his body grow from his arm? Maybe. Would it know how to do it? Could you like do like a put a skeleton together and put his limbs on it, and <laughs> what he if would regrow like, the rest of the way in? What if like you cut off his arm and you threw it like in a holding like a, like a glass holding cell or something like that, and it grew another Deadpool, but then he grew another arm. <laughs> so like you cut off a finger and that grows and that. Slowly grows into another Deadpool. Like, but see, I think I th- I would think that the skin would stop at the a certain growth. point. Like, I think it has to be connected to your heart. Yeah, for it a to beating regrow. heart, a beating heart to regrow. So, I would like to see a torso grow a whole new Deadpool. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah. No, I'm ready. The action. I'm looking forward to this. I was surprised. Like, I I loved it. I went to go see the first Deadpool in theaters. I was hooked. And ever since they announced uh, a sequel, I'm all for it. Yep. I'm ready. I am ready to see me some Deadpool. I'm ready, Freddy. All right. So, back to the back to the theme of role model. Mm-hmm. Is Deadpool a proper role model for anyone? 
I don't think Deadpool's a proper role model. He's fun. He he's fun? To, he's like to be around. He's the clown you like to... He's uh, the merc with the mouth. Yes. I might have to give him a thumbs up. Thumbs up, straight up. Two thumbs up. Uh, Thumb and a half. <laughs> thumb, thumb and a half. Thumb and a half. He uh, knows how to take care of his girlfriend. Um, he's got his best friend that he looks after. Yep. Um, he still does good. Oh, yeah. But he wants to protect a kid. He wants Nothing to protect more a kid. Than a kid. He loves his girlfriend, treats her like anyone else would. Um, he's yeah, he's trying to do good by protecting kid from a guy he doesn't know that eventually they'll become friends anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I'd give him a, a thumbs up. All right. Well, we've reached the end. This Again. is the end. Not the end. End. Not the end. End, but a end. A end to a, this episode. To this episode. So let's get down to business. Yes. So, like I said at the beginning. We got a Facebook page. It's called Loot Time Podcast now. Mm-hmm. All, like, three separate words. Loot Time Podcast. Loot Time Podcast. Yes. So not Loot Time is one word. Loot Time is two words. It's two. Dos. Yes. Dos. Dos. Okay. Like Deadpool. Dos. Two dos. dos. Okay. Two dos. So you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Loot mm-hmm. Time for now. I will post something on, on uh, Facebook later if we change it. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you follow us currently on Instagram and Twitter, you see the names magically change all on their own magically delicious which is awesome um we're hopefully gonna have a website soon one of my friends is helping me out helping me build it maybe it'll be up by the time this episode airs don't quite know but i am gonna call it loot time podcast mm-hmm. that way it's easy for people to to find, find and uh, one other fun thing you guys can do is you can google us now if you just type in loot time podcast into uh google mm-hmm. you get all of our stuff right on the top there you be. be you don't even need to scroll down at all uh-uh Right there at the stop. No need to look for us because we're right there, right in her face. Exactly. Um, let's see what else we got. We got uh, contest ending by the time you hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, the winner I am going to announce on our next episode. Okay. Um, so stay tuned for that. We'll announce Ooh. the winner. We'll announce the new contest. Uh, should be uh, going back to our normal routine, first and 15th of the month. Yep. Um with us getting a little bit more in-depth in franchises than just kind of skimming the surface. Although, mm-hmm. we've talked for a good, good long time, so I'm yeah. not too concerned. Um, but we'll, we'll delve deeper. Deeper. And have deeper. a little Have a little bit more repertoire of the uh, franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can email us with uh, content suggestions. Um, if you want to be a guest on our show... I'd like to say if you're uh, not necessarily a celebrity, but if you listen to our stuff and you want to mm-hmm. be on and you can give us some good feedback, email us, lootime at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're actually going to probably start having guests here in the future. Um, uh, one of my friends, uh, Mike, runs mm-hmm. Hot Comics. Nice. Um, met him at Free Comic Book Day. Yeah. And he seems pretty interested in wanting to be a guest, and he mm-hmm. runs a comic book store, so... What better, what better guest can you have on a show than that? Right. Um, so we'll see if we can hook that guy up. And hopefully in the future uh, we can get more guests after that. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Hebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good night. Go. <laughs> Da 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 da